The following program is brought to you by the 511 Media Group. This program is available on iTunes, Spotify, the 511 Media Group YouTube channel, and 511mediagroup.com. What's going on, brother? I I still love that. Literally every time I hear it, it's so good. The intro. I'm 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 fantastic as always. Good. Hey, I saw that um so the CDC has updates every week, you know, like, hey, what's the count? What's and this, you what's check that? it? And no, I just, it okay. just it come, I have an Apple phone, so it just comes up. And oddly enough, through the Weather Weather Channel app. Oh, so I'm getting my weather and health updates through the Weather Channel. Um, In a weird way, that's convenient. I saw the other day it, it came up and it said um, about the vaccines. Pfizer has their vaccine, and it said one of the side effects that people are experiencing, men, is ED. Really? And I thought, well, how convenient that Pfizer makes a vaccine that one of the, fi- the the side effects to the coronavirus vaccine is it causes ED and they make Viagra. I'm that's probably so the conspiracy theorist in me says, hmm, do you think that was on purpose? I think that anything that involves our blood pressure can potentially affect. Well, you know, that. they didn't find it was used for other things and they just it was said, for oh, blood pressure right. they found and, and people boners right yeah. and you're like oh this works let's market the shit out of this yeah but that's what i'm saying like, i i again I, I normally assume ignorance over malice so i feel like it's a happy accident as opposed to a we'll get them so i lived um before we moved into the house we're in currently which we've been in for 15 years we lived in a different community and i lived next door um to a guy named rob and he worked for pfizer and it was right about that time, I think, that um, Viagra got really popular. And so one day, you know, I knew he was a drug rep, and um, he kept a lot of the samples in <laughs> I was his basement. Say he'd just give you a big stack well, of them. So what's funny is because he, he had a farm D, you know, so okay. he was he was he was legit, and he had to keep a safe in his basement with all the samples that he had because he couldn't keep them in his car. He had to take them out every night. Yeah, and some of it was Viagra. And he came over and he's like, hey, we got this drug. You want any? And I'm like, that's what? <laughs> this guy's I mean, legit. I'm 35. At the time, I'm 35. <laughs> well, hold on. When he says we got this drug, you made it sound like he was like, hey, Richard. He did. I got these drugs. It's, it, it's exactly how he said it. So he didn't say, I have a no, drug. No, because we talk about stuff a- like, what's the latest? What's going on? You know, what do you got? What do you got on the hopper? What, you know, how's <laughs> Pfizer doing? We just, okay. you know, just shoot the shit. And so he just expresses legitimacy and how he's just trying to give you free drugs. So he came, he, so I saw him coming into the house. I'm like, Hey, what's up? He came over and he's like, Hey, I got this, you know, I got this stuff, you know, like he flipped open, I'm picturing trench coat open, like yeah, some of this stuff for you, you know, a bunch of pictures. uh, He's like, I got this drug and you know, but you can't, you can't take a lot of it. And if this, one of the side effects is you can stay hard for like four hours. And if you stay hard for longer than four hours, you got to go to the doctor. Which that really just sounds like a nuisance more than okay. it does a fun so, thing. Fast forward six months. I've ran out seven times over. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I didn't take any. <laughs> I didn't. T- I told him, you know, you know what? I'm good. I don't need it. I don't want to mess with it. I, I don't know. You know, I didn't hear much about it. Whatever. I'm 35. I'm in my prime. Come on. You know. I yeah. 35 is prime. Yeah. You kidding me? <laughs> and uh, of course, if I brought that to the bedroom, my wife would have been like, what are you doing? Right, <laughs> I don't. Like, I don't want to go. I've go got five work minutes tomorrow. Less, less five hours. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we had a goal in mind. You're changing the rules. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? And 
So anyway, six months, fast forward. There's a knock at my door. He's holding a towel, like, like, just take a towel and kind of put it in front of you. And it's kind of draped down and it's loose. He's holding it in front of him. And he's got like a t-shirt and boxers on. Mm-hmm. He goes, I need you to come over to the house. And now it's a short walk. It's And when you picked up your jaw and cleaned up your drool. I didn't see what was going on behind okay. the towel. He goes, I need your help. Is your wife home? Yeah. He goes, just tell her you're coming over to my house for a second. I got to tell you something. Like, okay. Hey, I'm going over to Rob's. I'll be back. You know, I don't know. I don't know how long I'm gonna be gone. Just if you need me, I'm be next door. Okay. Go over to his house. Close the door. Pulls the tower away. Towel away. Fucking twenty-one gun salute. Just this is you guys are such close friends. I'm finding out. <laughs> he goes. You remember when I told you the side effect was if you four ahead. hours? He goes. It's been this way for six hours. He goes. It's really uncomfortable. He goes, and I can't sit down. It hurts. He says, and it I itself tried to was get, hurting. He goes, and I tried to get in my car to drive. I need you to drive. And he goes, hospital. I need you to drive me to the hospital. And I said, No, I'm not driving you to the hospital <laughs> with a fucking heart on. Why didn't you just take care of it for him? We called him an ambulance. Oh yes. He went. He went to the emergency room. And they drained blood from it. And they had to. He was there overnight. And because I was like, I'm not driving. I'm not Where was up. his wife? He had a girlfriend at the time. Okay. And she was out of town. So he was just. I don't know the whole story. I never really asked, why are you taking. You're fine with looking at this dude's boner, but you can't ask. First of all, story. it wasn't like I asked. It was. You knew what it was. You're, you knew exactly what it was. I didn't know. You, I didn't know what the towel was you had for. Some, yes, you he was did. in boxer. Dude, I, it, I had no idea. And it was like a reveal. It was like the after at... I don't care if you have one person listening to this or 10,000 people listening to this. Everybody knows exactly what was going on was with the towel. I a little curious. Like, I th- what the okay. fuck is the towel Now for? we get some honesty, but okay. what I'm saying But I didn't is, expect it to be like, hey, I want to show you my dick. I didn't think it was going to be that. <sighs> and he didn't. I didn't really see... I didn't see it. I just saw it. Like his boxers were like... Stretching. Stretched. Yeah. Okay, that's a little. You know what I'm better. saying? Yeah. It wasn't like he was on full display. I he had the boxers on, which I appreciated. On a scale of one to ten, how bad did you want to touch it? Zero. Liar. No. Okay. No. I didn't want to flip a quarter off it. I didn't want to do anything. <laughs> you no. never like tried to flip a cashew no. or anything off of it. No. No. Okay. I didn't like. Bing. I didn't want to like flick it with my finger. I didn't want to do any of that. And you never, you didn't ask like, hey, uh, I know your girlfriend wasn't in town, so what was up with the medicine? No, I didn't get a chance to. I was like, dude, you need to, you need to go to the doctor. And but I'm, I'm not driving. And I'm you. not driving you. Why would you not drive him? Let's think about this. Two guys show up. You're already emergency. in his house. Hold on looking a second. At his Nobody boner. else knows that though. I show up in an emergency room with a dude with a 21 gun salute, and they're gonna think. Now at he's thirty at thirty five taking it for me at thirty five. Okay. Yeah. He's thinking, the doctor's like, mm, sure, buddy. You're like, do you want to fill a, out the paperwork? Do, are you both insured? You're like, I have a wife is, and a kid. Right? Oh, sure you do, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, you got a wife and Every, kid? Everybody has a wife sure and a kid. Do. She's seven? Of course she is. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Are you talking about your dog, sir? <laughs> All these pictures? Yeah. yeah. I believe it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. So that was, so that's my, that's my Viagra story. And so we never, talk, we never spoke of it again. Ever. That's so, I don't Ever. know how you have such an experience 
and not go to think about, like, not talk about it ever again. I didn't. I tried never to think about it again. Well, I, I get. No. I tried never to talk about it with him again. When you're sharing something that intimate, I don't know why you couldn't just give him a ride. You could have just. I don't. Oh, know. I, because my doc, the doctor would have thought that I was literally trying to give him a ride. Oh, okay? that's fantastic. I mm. uh, <laughs> got it. No, I, I understand what you're getting at. So. Uh, <laughs> you asked me how I how I've been. Yeah, and uh, I think we all know how Vince's been. I don't know. <laughs> Counting my money, you know me. You know week, me. Week to week, everybody's like, "I wonder how Vince." Like they're probably driving well, in the car, going, "I wonder how." I said, Vin's "I said I'm doing, doing good," yeah. and that's it's mostly because this place you have just puts me in a better mood. I'll give you that. The studio is. I I hate how much I love this. I'm yeah, I'm trying to turn it into hate, but it's so fantastic. But mm-hmm. I I recently was thinking about a few things. Um. Kind of, kind of like like your your bag of dick things from last week. Mm. Uh, that I, I think I've overthought something. Thanks for bringing that up, by the way. You're welcome. Like we didn't do enough damage. Week to week <laughs> on that. Well, I'm just I was just yeah. making sure. Uh, so I've overthought this process, and I don't know. Maybe you can shed some light on it. But before I had kids, mm-hmm. my nephews, uh, and I say nephews because at the time both of my in laws only had boys. They would have the most massive craps. That I, I I thought something was wrong with the family medically, because it would like they would laugh about how without toilet paper it would clog a toilet, mm. and I was like, this is not normal. You had a plumber on speed dial. They, they well, their dad was the plumber. Okay, and uh, so I thought that was it. I can I can be done with this. And then I have my children, mm. who in turn. Uh, so it's all in the family. Well, well, it's it seems to be regulated if we make them go on the regular, mm. and so that's. But if but if they get the opportunity to not go on the regular, they will avoid it, and then yeah, we have problems. Uh, so I start thinking like super in depth, like maybe it's like something wrong with the food. Maybe food is now like over processed so much that this is happening because, like my children at the age of three were producing fecal matter all much larger than my own. And my wife recently brought up, well, it's you're not normal. And I was like, I'm not normal. Mm. And she goes, no, you're not normal because you will have, because I've told her, like, everybody's had, like, rabbit poops, right? I'm not the only one. Sure. Okay. Well, and by the way, let's just back up for a second. When you have the most colossal gift to the toilet. Which I don't ever have. It would be very easy. There's not a lot of straining. Those rabbit pellets... You have to force like you. Ha- you're you're almost gonna have a hernia. It's almost like you can't get, get behind them to mm-hmm. push them out, and that's okay. And then and then you're doing that, and then it's and you know, and it's like oh, what's really crazy is it feels you, like you get up and you it look. It feels like, like well, they're seven foot long, right? And then when you look, there's two little things, yeah, and, and you're like, like hmm. that's not accurate. Well, that's not impressive. I remember exhaling for thirty seconds with each one of those. Mm. And so, but she she's bringing up to me that I'm the weird one. That that's actually normal for them, and I was like. I, tr- I try to take everything in as though I could be wrong. So I try to imagine, and I've realized I've never, like, really had large incidents mm. like that. Like, I remember, like, one time at my grandma's house when I was really young, like 16, that's not really young, but young, and I thought I was going to die. And I was like, I never get. So uh, I went to the doctor when I hurt my back, and they did an x-ray. And during the x-ray, she's like, oh, you're full of crap. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Literally, like, and I was like, I was like, what are you talking about? She goes, she goes, yeah, you've got like a lot in there. Are you constipated? I was Impacted. like, I was yeah. like, no, I go every single day, sometimes twice mm. a day, and it's never. I'm like, 
Unless it's the rampant ones, which I didn't say it to her. I was like, I'm never disappointed. Like, it's consistent. It's regular. I thought I was doing very healthy. So... You think that's where the term on the regular comes from? I, I just used it for on the regular. Mm-hmm. So maybe. Uh, but so then I started combining this idea that I'm the weird one. Somehow I'm full of it. You know, I, she told me take some laxative strips of space. That'll people tell you you're full of shit. Loosen, <laughs> loosen, really it'll loosen up the shit. tension to loosen up my back. She gave me some yoga stretches. I, that's that's way better. Yeah, because that's what I think of when I'm thinking of being full of shit is yoga stretches. But, well, th- that's what it was. She was like, you, well, what it was is I pulled my lower back muscle. Mm. And in order to alleviate that, I had certain stretches that I had to do to remove that tension. And while they did the x-ray, she was like, no, you've got a lot packed in here. So, like, I... I started doing and changing diet, blah, blah, blah. Not the point. I put those two together of the fact that apparently I'm going on the regular, mm-hmm. no issues while going, but mm-hmm. I still have a lot in there. I think I just got to eat too much. Uh, and then my wife's telling me that I'm the weird one because I don't have giant turds. And I realized when you turn 40, mm-hmm. you have to go to a doctor who's going to check your prostate. And that now came it's up, 50. Is it 50? Mm-hmm. That's, that's a little bit of a blessing, but like I've never had a worry about it. Well, let me back that up. It could be 40. If you have a history, Family history. of, yeah, so and I I'm, don't, so it's 50 for I'm, me. I'm, I'm, Which, I'm 30. by the way, <laughs> I'm looking so forward to it. <laughs> I'm, I'm 33 and I'm not, I'm not, you know, a shrew of any kind. I remember being, are you petting my leg right now? Really? I'm not even touching. You, you totally You're, were touching my leg. I was not. I swear just, to God. You just caressed the hell out of the front of my calf. Well, I was a little turned on from the story before. <laughs> I could so, tell. Yeah. Uh, this is, I'm not your neighbor. There is no towel. Uh, but... Uh, I started putting that together, and I remember when I was a little younger, and I found out about like prostate stimulation and everything. And I had this idea: I was like, everybody should try it. You should, you should now? at least. I, I I put my feet up on the chair next to me. We I appreciate now? it. Okay, I do good. so much. Uh, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I people should try it. And my stepbrother had shared with me that he had stimulated his prostate. And I'm I'm telling okay. you, you know what? No, I didn't no, think we're this is where we were going. We're with finishing this. this, Richard. We okay. started this journey. Uh, and the thing is, I was like, literally contact. Like the way it just barely touching like your laptop. I was like, nah, this isn't for me. Not going to do it. Man, it never, yeah. never once considered it ever again. But when I put this all together, that there is a time approaching me that apparently I have an abnormally small butthole <laughs> from my poop and I'm going to have to wait for some dude to shove his finger in there and it's going to hurt. I thought the last podcast was a little weird. This one just got really weird. It's just, it's, I didn't know that by regulating my body and trying to almost monitor my craps to make sure that they are regular and that I don't have problems has now turned into a punishment that I'm going to have to be extra violated. So on that, so on that subject, yeah, I think the greatest invention in the entire world ever, ever is the flushable wipe. Yes. Do what? There's a process. Okay. It's toilet paper, dry, wet, dry. Then, the wet, the flushable wipe, then toilet paper. While we're talking about cleaning it, have you used a, what are they called, a, uh, the fountain? No, the duvet. Uh, du- the, uh, duvet? Yeah. No, not duvet. That's on the bed. It's a, um, a bidet. A bidet. Have you, have you, you. used one? Uh, I've used one one time. and um, It's on your watch? It tells me the time to stand. Time gotcha. To stand. Oh. Um, which it's not. Um, <laughs> As you put your feet up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have used I've bidet. used one one time. It was in a hotel. And here's the thing. So it's very European. It's very other countries. Mm-hmm. They actually, if you do the research, they laugh at us. That we don't. That we don't use that. They think we're weird for dry wiping. Dry wiping. I understand that. 
It's really weird. Well, I I understand that. So even though I just because most people you, don't do it properly, I just exp- I wow, I didn't know what we're gonna we're gonna get there. I just explained how I didn't like any contact of mm-hmm. any kind on mine. Mm-hmm. I am upset that at thirty three, I do not have a bidet in my bathroom right now. You know that you can put one on any toilet. Now, They're right? like two hundred dollars, and I have to run like extra electricity to get it in there. But yes, yeah. I know I can. Mm-hmm. That is, I am not in a place in my life right now that I can afford that level of luxury. Christmas present. Uh, yeah, probably. That's that's probably next what Christmas. For. Next Christmas, remind me. Go, hey. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna, <laughs> that way you'll think of me every time. And I would. I'll start sending you pictures before and after to show you what your work's done. Look what, <laughs> I, look what I did. Look how good this is. But uh, my was my, I a good boy? My my brother in law when we went to stay at his house in Florida, he had one in his guest bathroom, mm. and uh, he I was like, is that a is that a bidet? He's like, yeah. Yeah, but you here's the thing. It. Don't you almost have to have a towel handy? No. When you're done? No, because it you had... Tr- what, do you it, air dry? It had a heated dry with oh. it. Oh. And the, I have never felt so pampered than to have... The, it was the most gentle, warm water sprayed upon my whole... Wow. And then air dried with heat. So you'd say on the whole, on the it was whole. a good experience. On, on the whole, around the whole, It's a little Austin everything. Powers-ish to me. It's so fantastic. And I, I recommend for anybody who can try that that they should definitely do it. Wow. It, it improves the rest of your day. So it's like a shower. It's like way, re-showering. The quality up. of your flushable wipe matters too. Well, uh my my brother is only you can't flush them. And that's the oxymoron. You can't flush them. Even the flushable ones. So my right. my brother refuses to listen to that. My brother, I'm not sure if he uses Clock toilet pipes. paper. I think he only uses the flushable. Mm. Every single house that I'm aware of that he's ever lived in, he's had to have a plumber come out mm-hmm. and root out. And then they're like, wow, it's full of wipes. And they every single of these every out. single time, he's like, oh, the kids put it in there. Mm-hmm. And it is, without a doubt, he's the only one that uses them. And he has no kids. No, he has kids. But, but I think it's like he waited till he had kids to like really do that. But I, I want to go back into you explaining to me how I may be wiping wrong this whole time. I'm not saying you're wiping wrong. I'm saying some people wipe wrong. Like some people don't wipe enough because they go in dry, right? You're, wait, are you referring that the right way is with the wet nap? So, no. What I'm saying is for years, like so I probably, it's the greatest invention in the world, and I actually carry them everywhere I go. They're really? in my truck. They're in my backpack. You know, when I'm. Well, it's just like baby wipes. They're, they're everywhere. Good for everything. They're everywhere I go. I go to the store. I have a little, okay, this is how insane it is for me. I take a little baggie. Like in the winter, summer, a little different. Yeah. But I put a little bag, I put some wipes in a baggie, fold it over, zip, you know, zip. I'm baggie. judging you, but go on. I put it in my pocket on my jacket. Now, if I'm at Walmart and I'm this, like, ooh, got to go. This is in case you have to go poop. And by the way, every time I walk in a fucking store, for some reason, it's like, I don't know if it's barometric pressure change. I got to go to the bathroom. There's just something about the Walmart pressure. Especially if I go to a bookstore. <laughs> like if I'm on half price books. For half-priced books and books I gotta a go to the bathroom. <laughs> just or if, and Target. That's the, really Walmart's not so bad. Sounds but I go like to Target. Sounds like it's everywhere you go. You if might go have to, IBS. By the way, if I go to Target, it's not just I gotta go. I gotta go now. That's so. See, I don't. We're literally three minutes into Target, and I go. Mm, I'll be right back. Unless My wife I'm sick. It. Unless I'm sick, I I never have a right now moment. I always have such a. A prep time of like I know when it is. My body gives me like pre cues. My mm-hmm. wife in there and she's the I gotta go right now. Like we we will be watching a show and she'll just I gotta go I gotta go and then she'll go and I'm like what was that? She's like oh I found out I had to poop. What? We'll finish eating dinner at a restaurant. 
and my wife will be like, you ready to go? I'm like, nope. Just digesting. She knows that's that's code for it's about to. You happen. might have to go to the bathroom before because sometimes you're at a restaurant. But, you're but you see how you get away. that warning, right? Does your wife know when she's going to have to go mm. poop, or does she get surprised? Mm. No, see, I think she knows. Well, I'm not the weird one. Then sometimes I get surprised. I the only time I'm surprised is when like it's a risk for everyone around. And by me. the way, as the older you get, that surprise becomes a little more real sometimes. Well, we'll see because right now I like right now I could guess to you that it's going to be about another two and a half hours before I go. Good. No, I can I can feel that in my body. So my point to all that is, if you, you. because of the invention of the, of the flushable wipe, which yep. is oxymoronic, we've already determined that it's really not a flushable. It's wipe. a lie. If there's a garbage is. can in the in the in the bathroom that I'm in or the stall that I'm in That's or it whatever it is, I use that to be uh, conscious of the environment, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Okay. So if I'm if I'm being honest, I probably didn't start using them until I was twenty five thirty. Okay. They've been around for what, 15, 20 years? I, Whatever. I Maybe did, less. I didn't write it down. What were people doing up until then? Uh, bidets. No, we don't have them here. So my point is, so you dry wipe, mm-hmm. right? Now you go in with the flushable wipe. There's still quite a but bit of on. residue. What did you do before then is my question. Dry because, wiped. Okay. So you're just assuming anybody but who's my, only using the dry my wipe. my point is, if you th- okay, so I'm think with about you. this for a second. You dry wipe, then you dry wipe again. You get that booty crust. So then you always have some residual, and you get the little itch, right? And you're like, man, what the, you know. That's a hemorrhoid. No. <laughs> no just give me crap. But, so what did you do before the flushable wipe? Well, I'm I'm a little. And by the way, if you believe in reincarnation. Oh, jeez. The worst jump. thing that you could come back as is a flushable wipe. Why? You, you sit comfortably for a while, the do your job, and then and you... we were all close to assholes every day, but that's, <laughs> that's kind of the epitome of it. You're the worst, right? <laughs> so I, I mean, I hate that I actually agree with you. I want to argue with you that I think mm-hmm. it's perfectly normal for people to not to use a wet wipe because I don't normally use a wipe, but like I have a process of like the middle, the left, the right, mm-hmm. the middle, and that happens until there's nothing on the paper, but. Mm-hmm. I also am a very thorough washer. Thank you for that. While in the shower. You're yeah. welcome. People need to know what to do if they don't oh, have a wet it. wipe. Yeah. So so speaking of um, shit, did you get your 600 bucks yet from the I government? did. I did. Ours was 3000 because the 17 kids we had. I have. could say, speaking of taking a giant shit on America, <laughs> you think it was instead like, of getting 1200 we got six. Well, well I, other countries are getting like 2700 bucks a month. We talked about this a few weeks ago. A little bit, back. yeah. But I just I, now that it's here... It kind of feels anticlimactic. Like, yeah, well, it's because it's nothing, and it's it's absolutely. It really doesn't make that much of a difference. In in the office I work at, I'm pretty confident I'm the only person that's even even right at all. Everybody else is is either left or pretty far left in the office I work at, which is and fine. again, I'm probably center, center to right. You're probably center to right as well. Uh, but um, but it, but I appear as far right as possible because I'm surrounding ideologies i just that's because i don't get a chance to talk about them because people are like well you're you're a republican that's one thing that i've been talking about too okay so i i just gave the example to uh one of my co-workers what what were we just talking about before i described my office um we were talking about six hundred dollar stimulus yes and i i told her i I said this is when everything is broken and and nobody's doing anything about it 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 will never make sense to me that we have a United States stimulus and how much of it goes overseas? What percentage of it? Isn't it like over, is it, uh, might, this might be wild. Is it over 80% of it? Well, it was 900 and it was $900 billion and 198 billion of it 
went to the American people. That's $702 billion that went to either COVID-related or stimulus-related. So, yeah, I'm, I'm right. It was over 80%. US or overseas. Rough math, that's mm-hmm. 80% approximately, approximately that did not go to the American people. You didn't get it in a check. Now, you may have gotten it, you may get it in other no, it won't. stimulus you know, areas. I, I would like to see how. But not directly to you. Yeah. You wanted it directly to you. Well, so if I, you gave every single person stimulus money, I think that I think the amount was like twenty seven hundred dollars. If it, if if, if it used a whole nine hundred billion dollars for direct payment to and the American people, how many people would have been able to use that to actually catch up their rent or at least stop them from getting evicted whenever they remove these laws? How many? But now I do know. So this that, is why I brought it up. Yeah. So the day that the stimulus was approved, Walmart st- started running <laughs> ads yeah. and. You'd see it in their aisles. They were running specials on TVs for like, and I forget what the number was. It was like 500 and some odd dollars that with tax came to $597.98. And I went into two Walmarts this week and the TVs were gone. Somebody could argue, though, that the whole point of the stimulus is to stimulate but the economy. But not COVID relief stimulus. COVID relief I stimulus know. is to catch up on the bills that people are screaming that they don't have money for. How do we How do we fix it? Well, hold on. Uh, I will give this thing, if, if I'm not mistaken, correct me, because I'm sure mm-hmm. you looked into it way more than I have. Mm-hmm. Didn't a portion of this stimulus actually go towards landlords? People who were already behind on their rent, they could actually submit something. I don't know the answer to that question. Okay. I, I feel like I heard somewhere... That there was a portion of this, not even as much that was going to like the American people, but a portion of it was actually set aside just for landlords so that people could. Some of it was set aside for small businesses, but nothing compared to how much was just sent Mm -hmm. overseas. Mm -hmm. I'm it's it's so weird because I remember being younger and when somebody like, oh, you you got kids. So you got got your wife's and your eight children. Are capped at like whatever. I think they cap it at three. Yeah, we we happen to be exactly at the cap, but yeah. <laughs> the other the other ten kids don't get to eat for the next till the next stimulus. Sorry, we do it by age in this house, and you don't get to eat. Sorry about you. Mm. Uh, so yeah, we got three, and this was a point that I made. That's a good number for you. You think? All so? kidding aside, no, no. I'm saying all kidding aside. Thirteen or no, no, three? I'm saying three grand. All kidding aside, oh. that helps a lot of people. Uh, so th- I, I feel bad saying this for all the people that are nowhere near as good a spot as I have, but I've been so fortunate enough to work. This is kind of a plug, but or a compliment. And I don't know what it was is, but I've been so lucky to work for a company that is a, is a private business uh, that is not considered a large company. It's a small company that not they, they seem to have grown. Now we and lost, they're essential. They're considered essential. That's, but that's one of the reasons why. Okay. But they so they lost a lot of money of like total. Sure. But our area that we cover, the amount of things that we now do from this, that the growth they pivoted. Yes, and they did it well, and they busted their butts to make sure it happened. So, COVID, besides the looming scare behind me that something frightening and terrible mm-hmm. is happening, and that we now that have you to wait. can't see. Yeah, and now we're waiting for this other foot to drop with of what's going to happen to the house. One to three percent. Well, I don't even rate depending upon who you. I don't even to. mean just the looming concern of the of the virus. I actually also mean the effect it's going to have on the economy. Like six out of ten businesses probably will close by the end of it. Now, some of those might come back. 
Yeah. But I think there's three or four out of ten right now that have closed. And, and this is going to destroy things. When, thousands, oh, what, 100,000 restaurants so far? When all these restrictions on, like, not being able to kick people out, mm-hmm. when those are lifted, the amount of people... They won't be. Biden just, uh, Biden just announced yesterday. So I'm not sure when you're listening to this podcast, but, you know, middle of January... Um, middle of January 2021, he just announced a week before inauguration, inauguration that his new plan is going to be um, putting a uh, moratorium until September. So what happens that. after that, though? I don't know. Okay, see, that's, I, I guess... I think we're kicking, I just feel like we're kicking the can down the road. That's the thing. I'm, I'm happy that it's somehow being addressed. I'm upset that that's not a real solution. So, th- okay, all it's done is push back that. But my point is, is knowing that there's this other shoe about to drop, that I I know none of us know what's going to happen with it, then the looming fear of the virus itself uh, is sitting there. Aside from that, I got to spend last summer with the least amount of work that I've had with this job, mm-hmm. and I didn't take a pay cut. And I learned how to cook steak on the grill for the first time. Uh, you were actually probably home to see your family at a decent I hour. I was. I, I, my wife, before this last summer, they, they would joke and call her the summertime widow because when I, from the time I would start opening pools mm-hmm. to the times that I would close pools, she might as well have been alone. She might have been, been a single mom. Mm-hmm. And, and many times she thought she was. <laughs> it, was it was not fantastic all the time. Uh, but we... It was it was handled, and it's and I got to give the company credit too that it's improved every single year. My my amount of time home has improved every single time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but COVID, well, you said your brother in law is a smart guy. You're st- I I'd hate to give him the compliment, but yes, he's extremely smart. I did that on purpose. You realize I just suckered you into that. So I know. I hate you. I know. I, yeah. I know. You talk well about him all the time. You no, think you, you shut up. You say he's one of the smartest people you've ever met. I don't think I've actually said that. I think you have. I might. I'm, I I think. You well, have a, so you have if you ever thought neighbor, I was going to share this with my family, that's similar to my neighbor now. story with me, I think you. I will share literally that. make sure that nobody in my family hears this. Any of these podcasts I'm now, it just to, to stop him. this one. You don't know who he is. So. I can find out. I'm probably, but uh, it's Google G O O G L E. But oh well, hey, let me let me take some of his credit away. It's not just him. He has a whole <laughs> team of people that are helping make sure that those changes. But have he's happened. smart in hiring those individuals. I can't argue with anybody that hires me. I, I, yeah. So well, everybody has their flaws. But between the two stimulus checks, uh, reducing my workload, mm-hmm. um, I'm better financially than I ever have been. We Good joke, we joke about VIN money, but uh, the last you have more VIN money than me. I, I, my, I don't get one for my kid. She's 22. Yeah. She did, she got it then. Uh, she must have. I don't know. I didn't. Do ask. you still claim her as a dependent? I do. Well, then you should have still got it. I no, because she's no, too old. She's over 18. So she doesn't get it. It's just money lost. Pretty much. She should well. She she files a tax return though. Well, then she should have. Never mind. Did you ask her? I didn't talk to your daughter. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I just figured if she got money, it's less money I have to give her. But between between the two stimulus checks and that time off, I, I'm fan, I'm again better than I ever have been. This is the first. The last like six months or so is the first time in my life, adult life, that I've not been paycheck to paycheck. So I that feels so weird to be doing better. Knowing how I know you and the conversations we've had, that makes me really happy. It's it's a weird feeling because I also feel like I'm getting kind of greedy. So uh, separately to all this, my wife and I, we've changed our mindset. She started her own business. Mm-hmm. And the things that she's doing, I, I mean, it's it's we're in that weird thing that we're waiting to, for it to just go. You know what I mean? Like we, she's already done it. She's she's got proof, and she's building it. So we're waiting to essentially fall off the cliff in a good way mm-hmm. for it to start taking off, uh, which is fantastic. But 
her success and changing her thought to achieve this is rippling through the house. Uh, and I, on the other hand, I'm trying to get into real estate and I just got approved, even though I already have my own house. Again, I'm finally for the first time, not living paycheck to paycheck. I can go one whole paycheck and I'd be fine. You <laughs> are a rock star. But for me, that's amazing. Uh, but I just got approved for uh, 150000 to buy another house mm. because I want to start rental properties. Unfortunately, it turns out industry standard is 25% mm-hmm. of, of that. I have not quite $3,000 to my name. <laughs> so I'm a little shy of the 37 5 30. Yeah. Yeah, that's thirty seven five. Yeah. In order to buy a house. You're thirty four five short. Oh, because of the three thousand, yeah. And so but you know what though? I'm sorry, I, was that math correct? I, no, that was okay. that was solid. But I mean, here's what I did. I, I knew what I had to do. I started looking at property. Let me, hold on. There you go. Thirty five. I hate you. I just I just rounded it to thirty five. It looked like you pulled it out of your ass. Uh, <laughs> that's where I'd have to pull <laughs> yes. it. But uh that would be uh, but that, that's not what it's for. But the thing is, it was like I've I've worked on my credit that I've got mm-hmm. it like this. I've already got approved for the loan. Once I get this down payment, when I find a way to generate this money, it's going to start changing my life. Mm-hmm. And I have all this happening, knowing that there's something right behind me that I don't know what's going to happen to our country. Mm. That sucks. In a week. That that sucks so bad. But I it's it's hard for me to argue that I'm not doing fantastic because again, in almost every aspect of my life, besides I'm getting older, mm-hmm. uh, everything's better than it's ever been. That's great. It is, but it's weird, right? It's so weird that like you, you don't want to focus on what's happening out there. And then it makes me feel better, almost like survivor's guilt. that Because I, I have been lucky enough that I don't personally know anyone, at least that has shared with me, that like they're on the verge of losing their house. Mm. But I know that there are, I, is it hundreds of millions of people? Or is that too much? I don't, I don't know the number. I, I there, there are so All many All I know people. is that when people couldn't pay their mortgages in the height of the pandemic... The, I think we talked about this on a previous podcast. The banks were deferring one of two ways. You can defer to the end of your loan, right? Yeah. Which wasn't really popular, and a lot of banks weren't doing it because they didn't want to. Yeah. Maybe more are doing it now. I don't know. But the other one was, we'll defer it up to three months, but at the end of those three months, not only are those three months due, but then your payment for that month is Like due. as the whole? Like you Correct. Pay four months at once? Correct. How does that fix anything? It doesn't. It just delayed you losing your house for three months. And my my brother-in-law had explained to me, because he's way more into this stuff, that some of the, because being a small business, from the first stimulus, they they were given, our company were supplied. The PPP loan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I I don't know. There's a whole bunch more that goes into it. Like, there's only certain ones that you qualify for. So there there were several PPE loans. And uh, he was explaining to me that. PPP is the protective. Yeah, personal protective equipment. But whatever it is. Uh, he had explained to me that essentially the banks won like three or four times. So it's not that the government even gave the loan. The government gave the banks the loan. So and every, then, every dollar that the bank gets, they can rent that, lend it out. I believe it's six times. I could be wrong. But that's that's the point. It's why didn't the government just so give $1, it So $1,000 turns into $6,000. So that could, they can loan that money up. That could, six they different can loan people. That money, loan that money six different times. But then the bank gets to control the stipulations to which if you do or don't have to pay it back as opposed to it being federally Actually, guaranteed. the government does. The From what he described to me is that the banks actually are getting that ultimate authority because mm. they are the owners of the loan. So we got ours through Bank of America. Okay. And I don't have to pay mine back. But I just okay. have to fill out the proper paperwork. Okay. 
or had to. And that's, that seems way more clean. And it, it looks like that we're good, that everything has been done properly. Mm-hmm. But he was explaining. Now, the second round is coming. Yeah. So there's a second round coming. And if you didn't take money on the first round, the first day that's available, you can take PPP money. If you did take one the first time, even though you signed something that says, I won't take another loan, you you're now available. For, Correct. Gotcha. So then it'll basically be whatever you got the last time, most likely it'll be the same same this next time. But you have to show that your your revenue has been affected by such at least a in one quarter by I think it's at least twenty five percent. That's I could be wrong about it. Maybe twenty yeah. percent, but it's somewhere around twenty five percent. This but now which the, in our company, first quarter was horrendous last year. Yeah. Second quarter was better. Third and fourth quarters same as we nor- I mean we, we we picked it back up. Yeah, we picked it back up with less people in our in our company. This I is, employed less people towards the end of the year than I, I did. I feel like I'm year. so detached from what's really affecting people because I know people are suffering from this. But again, everybody I talk to personally is doing okay, if not good. So what's ha- I we live in one of the worst states as far as taxes. Like it's, I don't understand. There's some, somewhere there's a disconnect, and I'm not able to understand. One of two where things happened this year, and I think it's w- really there might be some people in the middle, but I think one of two things happened this year. A, it was a 2020 was a horrible year. You might not be working. You might have lost your job, especially if you're in the restaurant industry or the hotel industry or one of those industries that really suffered. You lost your job. You're on unemployment. You can barely make ends meet. It was a horrible year. You're still going through the shit. Who knows, right? Yeah. Or, on the flip side of that is, you still got a job, right? Or even even better is, your company really thrived because, as you said, they pivoted. They yep. made adjustments. They took advantage, if you will, of the of the pandemic, and they started focusing on ways that they could make money. They're proactive from people staying reactive. at home, etc. And they had actually stellar years. I, I talked to a realtor yesterday. He told me he sold the second most homes he's ever sold, and he's been doing it for 15 years. Second most he's ever sold. I think it was like 70 homes he sold last year. You need to talk to your realtor to find out if he knows a way I can get around that down payment stuff. Mm, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but I'll put you in touch with them if you want. But so he sold, 70, a, he sold 70 homes last year. I feel like I have to say just in case it gets to I have a fantastic realtor right now. I just, anybody who has any of that knowledge that could help me get around that, that's what I'm trying to mm. do. Well... I don't know if you want to get around it. But. You know what I mean. Like a, a way to make it happen. If it's a personal loan or if there's a way to roll it into the loan itself. And I think there's certain guidelines that you there are. have to follow with family money and things like that. There are. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I'm trying to figure it out. So, I mean, ideally winning the lottery would be great. I, I agree. Mega millions, Powerball, whatever it is. I don't even need that don't much. don't really have to worry about that then, right? You could buy a lot of houses. You wouldn't even know. I wouldn't know. If I won. You'd fall off the face of the earth. I don't think I like, would. Vin who? I what don't think I would. I, I actually, I was just, I was just talking to again one of my coworkers about this. That the the only thing I would change is I would change my job status from salary employed, who forty five hours mm-hmm. a week. It would change to contractual work. I would do or owner. No, it would. <laughs> I you know I don't know if it would if it's that set up. I probably would, but not in this field. I would open up a pool hall or a bowling alley because I've always wanted to have one of those. Uh, a billiards hall. A billiards hall. Mm. And versus an actual pool hall. Now, is this a joke that I work in pools? Correct. It could be all. I could have a mm-hmm. an, an aquatic bowling alley. I don't know. An aquatic hall. Aquatic hall. Billiard. Like, John, aquatic. like John, John Wick, 
right? The yeah. basement in John Wick. Would that be an aquatic hall? I it fits now. Or a bathhouse. Is that what really it a, is a bathhouse. Bath okay. It is a bathhouse. But I mean, why couldn't you that could also be house. called a Russian bathhouse? That's we're getting into uncomfortable territory. Mm. We're getting right back into some of the stuff we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Things that occur there. Actually, you know what? If I won if I won the lottery, it wouldn't be a bad idea to buy a Russian bathhouse. I'm not Russian. Why? Actually, why? I am. I'm I'm 25% Russian. Why would My that, grandmother was Russian. Why would that not be a bad? I mean, not to say it's not a No, I think it would be I guess it's not a bad idea period though. I don't know. Except for it's in Russia. Unless you're going to no, put it up I mean, here. It was in New York, right? John Wick was based in New York. I don't know. a Russian bathhouse in New York. He's traveled all over the world, didn't he? All, between all yeah, three of them. Yeah, but that particular scene, I think, was, it was in, in New York. New York. But uh, no, I, my, my brother talks about it because he would disappear. Like he would mm. straight up fall off. But my I thought. I, I don't think I would. I, I don't think I would either. I think that I would just be able to use my leisure time for leisure. I would definitely. The, the only way you would know is my house would be a little bit cleaner. And I'd probably move. Mm. That, that'd and maybe be a nicer truck. Uh, well, remember, that's not my truck. That's what I'm saying. Everybody thinks it's my truck. But a nicer truck, truck to you would be any truck. That's true. <laughs> that's right. You're right. That would be a different truck. Uh, yeah. So, but, but, I mean, that'd be it. And I don't even think I'd do it quick because I wouldn't I'd probably go out questions. and get the Ram. Um, what's the new one? It's, you you would know by the it's company the T-Rex, I keep. right? The you, new T-Rex? I don't know. Yeah. So, if you don't know anything about Rams. I don't. So, Rams, huge truck, right? And Ford has got the Raptor. So they made and the so T-Rex. And so now Ram has the T-Rex. And as a subtle... Be- okay, we talked last uh, podcast about the word savage. Yeah. They're savage in the sense that there's two areas in in the truck where um, it was kind of like being savage against the T-Rex. Yeah. The first one was inside the cab. When you opened up the area between the two seats in the front, there's a big T-Rex and a little Raptor running. And so you can see how big the Raptor is versus how small the 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 uh, the T Rex and the Raptor is. Isn't that is. the point of the Raptor? It's supposed to be like a. I know, like a, but then you open up the the engine and you pop pop the cover, and there's a T Rex with a Raptor in its mouth. Really, like eating it. Like, well, you, I figured I figured that's why it was in its mouth. Yeah, it's, it's why like it was the little bitch, right? Gotcha. So it, it's those are fun savage. little jabs. Mm-hmm. Those are fun little they jabs. Are, there are fun little jabs. Th- that that stuff. Whoever was putting that together. Clever was being vindictive and savage all at the same time. Yeah, it's pretty clever. It's a soft savage. I like the cleverness of it. I don't. I don't. If it's not that direct, it is direct if you pick up on it. But like me personally, who barely remembers that there's another truck called the Raptor, mm-hmm. I don't think that it's I would the have Ford F one fifty Raptor. I think I'm far more likely to assume that it's a reference like dress. Car. And by the way, the new Ford F one fifty is, and as they say, for the boys, the oh, gear shift. Okay, yeah. which would normally be in the way for some certain activities if you have your significant other in the car. Mm-hmm. It now collapses into <laughs> the middle of of the console, so it disappears, allowing that transition not, of space. Correct, not to be obstructed I any just, longer. I mean, I guess... Thus being for the boys. In the moment, I would appreciate that, like mm-hmm. when it would happen... But I, I can't imagine myself <laughs> shopping for a truck. Do you have a truck where I can lower so that it's easier for me and my over. wife to get at it? And you know what I mean. But but I guess it's appreciated. But I, I, anything, so, any so bell getting, and whistle. So getting back to your situation where you're not living paycheck to paycheck, I I will say this. I mean, we're one emergency away, but understood. still, no, understood. But when you get to a point where you're not living paycheck to paycheck, two things disappear. First of all, the fear of what the hell am I going to do if the emergency happens, right? Mm-hmm. 
And just the general stress of living paycheck to paycheck. I would say the general stress kind of goes away. The general stress is kind of gone, uh, but the, still the fear of an emergency. It's like I have. I, it depends on the emergency. Yeah, but it, it hits twice. Like now, my fear of an emergency is I'm going to go right back to what it was, or it could be worse now. So for me, it used to be, what if my car breaks down? Do I have enough money to fix my car? Yeah. Right. Or if I lose my job. Right. Not now, because yeah. obviously I own my own company. But it, then if I lost my job, how long would do? I be able to go without yeah. having well, a and, paycheck? And, and the stress of that was sometimes terrible. overwhelming. It's and, terrible. And it really got to me. It is crippling. It is absolutely crippling. And what's so weird is I actually am lucky enough that I have a family structure that if crap hit the fan... I could just go back, sure. and it, and I would be fine. Oh, you until could sell I, your house, go live with family. Yeah, and until I got things fixed, and, mm. and and I would, I would get them fixed. But the idea of having to go through that, the the forced change of having to uproot and then explain to my children, we have to go live with Papaw for a little while. You know, it none of it feels good. And the idea of doing that, that being defeated, that's it's good that I don't feel that every week. You know that, but there's still that if something else happens, you know that that's still sitting. There. So it's an interesting, um, it, it's interesting to think of the stimulus that we were talking about, the six hundred dollars yeah. and people blowing it, right yeah. on stupid shit, versus actually putting it away. So, what I would have done if I was in a place like you, I wouldn't have spent it. Well, I and that's the thing. Said, I paid, I'm going to put it in the bank. I paid stuff off, so mm. th- this is how I got to where I have that cushion. That that cushion is. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we've. Aside from student loan and our house and van payment, we've eliminated almost all of our debt. Okay, smart. And, yeah, and that that's essentially what it did. So, like, the last check was 3000 right? So, the next stimulus round, just put that in the bank and don't spend it. The, if the, well, the next stimulus check will actually wipe out the rest of our debt that's not our van and our house. So, there is something to be said about keeping some of that money, though. For, for credit stuff. Uh, I actually, but uh, so in the process of getting my credit to where it was, to where I could get approved to even buy a second home. You have a little balance on it, keep paying it yes, off. Yes. And, and I do good about keeping that. And I actually have and a using your balance credit. mix. You have to. Otherwise, otherwise, it actually lowers your score. So, so, I think where most people go wrong, though, is they get money and they spend it like water. Like they're not responsible. Either they don't pay their debt. People down. are not taught my wife and i had to teach ourselves how to spend our money i i love my mom to death but the only thing that she does better than make money is spend money Mm. (laughs) she she so i mean up until her back got jacked my mom always was able to make money now my dad was too so uh but but the, the point between with her is she never taught me how to make money. I always thought you get a paycheck, you spend your paycheck. You get a paycheck, you pay your bills, then you spend the rest of your paycheck. There was no, well, maybe I should save this. Maybe I should get yourself first, right? That's what it was, but not the not future me, now me. Mm-hmm. And so my wife and I had. It to, was the I want versus the. I think we're going to save for later because I'm going to want later. It's the I want now. Yeah, and mentality. And when we started teaching ourselves how we have to worry about that instead, it changed a lot. Like our, our mindset just since we've lived here, we've has, has drifted dramatically that we've taught ourselves how to save. And that's how we have this cushion. It's not much, but it's more cushion than I've ever had. And to not worry paycheck to paycheck and not feel like I'm payday rich because that's what happens. You, you're, you're so used to being broke all the time. You get a paycheck and hopefully you pay your so bills. Whose fault is that though? 
Like, so I would say... Since my mom wasn't taught it, I can't blame her. No, but I mean, I would argue that we all know that we should live within our I blame schools in a weird way, just because I feel like... I feel like it's messed up that we don't teach that. I I feel like... All right, but go beyond that, though. So, like, okay, so you have a $1,000. Let's say you get a $1,000 a week. Whatever. Yeah. Right? $1,000 a week. And your expenses are... That's a lot of money a week. I'm just... I know. I know. Right, so for round numbers. Okay, let's let's take it a month. Let's say it's $3,000 a month. Okay. Which is not a crazy number. Okay. I I think... It's not a crazy number. That's thirty six grand a year. That's not a crazy number. I think that's larger than the single person, but that's lower than a two-family income. I think the average for a two-family income is somewhere around 42... I thought the two-family was like 68. Mm, I can look it up. But, uh, but but go ahead. Well, round numbers three thousand right, for a so month. My point to that is, it's three thousand dollars in a month. Let's say your expenses are twenty five hundred dollars in the month. You should be taking that five hundred dollars and saving it. A portion, Mo- the majority. What most people do is they go, hmm, I'm going to take it. Well, I'm going to take some of the that twenty five hundred dollars that I need to spend on other stuff, meaning bills, responsibilities, whatever. I'm going to go out Friday night, and you know what? I'm going to spend an extra two hundred dollars. I'll figure it out. And then end of the month comes, and not only do they not have the $500 because they've spent that, but they've also spent an extra $200. Now they're $200 in the hole. They put it on a credit card. Now that credit card sits there at 16% interest, interest or whatever. And pretty soon you're 30, 40, $50,000 in debt and living paycheck to paycheck. That's how it happens. And I was on that train and, and then I realized that before we got up to, I don't know, about seven to 10 grand of debt. And that's when we realized we can stop this. And that was when we made the change of just doing it differently. Uh, first thing we did was get our expenses under control. You're you're actually closer than I am. Um, I figured. So, the median income for a three person family in Illinois, one earner, one earner, is fifty four thousand dollars. Okay. So, um, let's see, family of four, which should probably be two two working adults. Um, oh, still one under 50. So four people, family size of four people, average income for two people is $98,000. I think this state is probably one of the worst states to look up though. What do you think is, is more average? Like Indiana's 49 and 87. Okay. I, mean, I, I, I have them all sitting here. Gotcha. So, but that's um, the ballpark. Two people. Okay. So let's go to the two people, not one under two people. I have, I have every state here. So district, okay. Does so not just DC, give you like a grand average? Mm, yeah, it's going to be an average. It's the family size one. But that's what I mean, like a grand, an average for all states. That's not there. It just gives you what the average is for each state individually. So the following table provides medium income, median income data reproduced in a format designed for ease of use in completing bankruptcy forms. Oh, great. Oh. Um, okay, I'm looking, ads about bankruptcy. Of, I'm looking for some of the smaller ones, which I'm guessing are going to be in the south. Um, nothing against I would, the I, the my, South, my point is, is like, that's just that, that's what would happen to me. Like when you and actually, I, Illinois is one of the smaller is when is, you and I first met Mississippi's and, 52 and you would talk about your, your nut mm-hmm. and, and you would describe yeah. your, what you have to cover each mm-hmm. month. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and just like I told you then that that was unreal numbers to me because that's nothing that I have gotten near and it's, it's understanding money and how to use it in a good way instead of a bad way. I I am bringing in less money each paycheck than I was three years ago because of now of how having my 401k set up and I'm actually investing in better insurance mm-hmm. uh, and doing all that. Yet, 
because I controlled my spending and I brought down, we brought down, my wife and I brought down our expenses, we had more free money. We went from being in the hole like $180 a month. We made our changes and from getting those changes done, paying things down, we are now almost $400 up a month. But I think we talked about you get to the point where you make more money, you spend more money. Yes. You have a and bigger we, nut to and, cover. And we are doing our best to not let that happen. So even though I'm making more money each month, that money is not going to us increasing our quality. What you don't want to do is what I did. Which was just buy a new house. Well, I don't know what you did, but like increase everything else around you. No, I started my company at the height, the, at the point at which my expenses were the highest they had ever been. Yeah, that's probably not the best. Right, whereas you are kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. We're bringing our expenses correct. down. Whereas mine was, I had a great job, making de- you know making really good money. I know. And then made the decision, you know what? I'm going to go out on my own. I'm going to start doing this on my own. And going from making over six, well over six figures to having to invest almost six figures in the business yeah. out of my personal money, making almost nothing. And again, and still those having are having no cushion. Still those are like unrealistic numbers even to me, but I can see how it's achievable. When we first met, of it course, wasn't it, keep, it seemed so you out, just out of keep, reach. You keep plugging along, you keep, you know, setting bigger goals and you just go after them and achieve them. It's really I mean, it's, I'm trying not to get discouraged when I'm looking at basically $37,000 in cash being the next stopper. But I have to remember six months ago, I didn't have $3,000 in cash. So think of it this way. So you're looking at it like most people look at it, which is the reason they get stuck. Which forever. is what I'm trying not to do, following okay. our new our new thought patterns. So what they do is they go, well, I wish. So the reason a lot of people bang on the 1% is because they can never envision themselves being in the 1%. The yeah. people who are in the 1% or even in the top 10% of earners, oddly enough, there are some people that are in the... 10% of what people in this country make. It'd be surprising to show you how little people actually do make in this country. Yeah. No, that's the what's The most amount of people in this country make very little. I know. Okay. The average, the reason the average is brought up so high is because of the, the people that make one that to, much you know, more. 1% to 10% make so much more, it brings that average up. Which is I would why be willing to bet the average, the real average in this country in a, uh, for a family of four with maybe one to two incomes is probably closer to $35,000, $40,000 a year for that family, trying to live off of that versus the 90, 50 to 90,000 that you know, I feel, we looked in that number. I feel compelled to bring up how what drives me nuts is I believe that that's probably accurate. Of if you remove the that top ten percent mm-hmm. of what the average would drop, it it's bothering me how much people succumb to like advertisements, like what Walmart did. I hate that people. Well, they want what they don't, what they can't have, or they don't have, or don't yeah. have money for all the time. And so when they get it, they go spend it. Versus the, so they can get what they want. The gut is to go spend it. What they should be doing is, I want to get out of the situation that I'm in. And I'm going to do anything I can to get out of the situation that I am in. And my point to that was, or is, the 1%, the 10%, the upper 50%, whatever it is, they see it as, I want to get to that. And they're going to do anything they can to get, and they're going to take the risk. They're going to start a business. They're going to do whatever to get there. And they're not going to stay stagnant. Mark Mark Rubin? Was he one of the guys on uh, the Shark shark Tank? Cuban? Cuban, Mark Cuban? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't remember which one. Dallas Mavericks owner. Yes, him. Uh, I I only started watching that show because I saw a little clip where he was talking about that, like, 
in college, I think that he would only eat ketchup and or mustard sandwiches when he was working and going to college so that he could make any extra money he could. Mm. And that idea, I don't know what, what kind of person he is in regular, but the idea of somebody having that discipline, now that might have only hit me because of like my just shy addiction of food, um, to have that discipline of only eating that to achieve your goals is inspirational. Be, to be able to pull things back that much so that you can invest in yourself and exercise the discipline, uh, it, it's it's amazing. And, and I'm getting knowledge that I wish I had when I was younger. So, like, the, the way to get around or to properly evade that, that down payment is you can actually, if that's your first resident and you live in one of them, you can immediately go right into having a rental property. They're just your mm-hmm. neighbor. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have done that. Mm-hmm. Nobody told me. So now I'm telling everybody I know. I would have again. I would have bought a. I would have bought a duplex. Yep. Lived in one, charged the rent on the other, covered all of my expenses basically with that second one, or, or most of them anyway. At least the majority of the mortgage and then payment. bought another one. Yeah, that's because you because you would have. That's how the real estate people do it. And, and 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 I didn't know. But nobody, yeah, nobody told me. So like I, I'm telling everybody, this is what you need to do. And it's just because why not take advantage of it? I think people inherently don't do the right thing when it comes to money because they don't. Okay. First of all, they don't. I thought you were about to speak from like morality. No, not I, like I don't, good I don't think they do the right thing with the decisions because they don't feel like they're ever going to get ahead. Well, so why? I think am it's I also because we're never taught. We are never taught to. Like I, when I was in high school, I learned calculus, but they didn't teach me how the stock market works. They didn't teach me how to invest. They mm. didn't teach. I learned the numbers behind it, but there was nothing talked about the discipline that it would take you to often do that. Talk about living paycheck. You know how you because very paycheck. up to very right. recently I okay. was yeah. So a lot of people do that. A lot of people are paycheck to pay. More than you think, by the way. And no, a lot of people who you think have money are absolutely cash poor. And they're still living paycheck sure. to paycheck, yeah. It's just a different paycheck. Making $250,000 mm-hmm. a year and living paycheck right. to paycheck, yeah. So they have their, their house poor, their car poor. So instead of leasing a car, they bought a really expensive car that they can't afford. They bought a really expensive house that has no furniture in it. You know, there's an area over in the Barrington area, like over by Gobert's farm office of 72 there. Um, there's houses back there that I, you, if you drive through them, a lot of them don't have any furniture in them. They're house poor. They have this huge, gigantic house. Can't afford to even put furniture Can't in it. Can't even afford to put furniture in it. Oh, we're going to do it later. Wait a minute. Why don't you just buy a smaller house, furnish it, live Set more comfortably, and not living paycheck to paycheck? Or not being stupid in the city of Chicago and buying a Lamborghini, which you can only drive like five months out of the year when it's really nice outside. And you got to pay for storage the rest of the time. Buy a, a, you know, buy a Volkswagen. Yeah, get something reasonable. Correct. I, uh, But that's what I'm saying is that was never, it's weird because you would think that somebody would naturally assume that, but you don't. You We, we get all these wants, these needs and desires, and then we're marketed to as though we deserve certain things, and then nobody knows how to actually achieve no different than having okay so people have the the, you use the phrase i ate with my eyes right so you see food you're like oh man you get way too much on your plate right you get way too much on your plate and then you get halfway through oh no it's your eyes are bigger than your stomach your eyes are bigger than that's what it was yeah same thing with money says that right same thing with money you go oh i want that and instead of saving and because they say what you shouldn't buy anything you can't pay for in cash yeah Right now, if you put it on your credit card, put it on your credit card, and then go pay wait, it off. Wait two weeks, then go pay it off, yeah. and build credit. No one ever taught me that. It's, well, my grandmother tried to teach me that, but I I, I botched it. So about uh, five five years ago, my wife and I went to. If we can't pay for it with our debit card, we don't buy it. Yeah, and that helps. I used to just just 
even even like your little hobbies. Like I, you, and I that know. doesn't apply for everything. Sometimes I've never, we'll put something on a credit card, but like once, twice, maybe twice a year. Like we just bought appliances for the house. I think we told. I think we talked about this. This is after I'm, you moved your kitchen. <laughs> it's funny. Um, so we we paid cash for them. Yeah. Okay. Good I didn't for put you. it on a credit card because I didn't want you know and. Uh, if you've already got your lines, going to speak a little up, bit no about reason. to my lifestyle. But we bought seven thousand dollars worth of uh, um, appliances. I could year. I could have done better for you if you would have talked to me first. Okay, I used to sell appliances. So we bought LG. That's still right? good. The and they all have like Wi-Fi and shit on it. I don't know. They she picked them out. But seven thousand dollars. It's a lot ten, of money. Ten man. years ago, five years ago, I wouldn't have I would have been able to afford. Pay, I mean, for me, it. me, that's still way too far out of the question. But I'm just saying, like, for... Yeah, our, but we're in different places in our lives. I know, too. but that's my point, though. And it, it, it doesn't seem like I'm... My perspective, if, I, if I'm... I'm trying not to be so nihilistic about it, but my... And I'm not trying to be a dick going, no, I know hey, the not. money you have saved twice is... I, I spent yeah. t- more than twice of that. No, I'm, I know, but but I, it's also what you've you, achieved. You can achieve it. Yeah, absolutely. Trust me, I know you're not smart. And again, me. a couple, of, so. <laughs> a couple <laughs> of years ago, you were like, hey, what do I need to do to get to... And I said, look, it's... You, it's it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yeah, and and acknowledging that uh, again, it was kind of like a blow when I who was like, "You're gonna have to find a way to get twenty five percent." I was like, mm-hmm. "Okay," but but I mean, I think that most people, or if somebody anybody else who is not trying to move forward, would get caught up and be like, "This is it. This is done. It's mm-hmm. not done. It's on hold." Now, what am I going to do to get that money so I can make this adjustment? So, do you? Th- what do you think? Getting back to the stimulus thing, <laughs> yeah. Um, cause I mean, we could turn this into a business podcast, but sorry, I, I think this helps people cause I think they can relate to it on a very, very real level. Yeah. Right. Cause it affects them. Well, we're at such two different spots. I mean, I, I just getting out of paycheck to paycheck and, and climb, I'm still climbing out of debt. I'm still in it, but I'm climbing out and it's getting faster. So sure. And when you, and when you, when that stress, that weight, it's almost like a weight, right? It is off of your shoulders. It's exactly it doesn't it hang over you every, over you every it day. It lets you enjoy more things. And I, I think that you become when, happier without being prideful. If you remain humble about it and instead of being like, I knew I could do this, it's more of a, I'm glad I'm doing this right. And I want to make, continue to make the, well, the other decisions. part of that is, did I ever say to you, have I, have I ever said to you, I'm, have this much money or I make this much Never. money or whatever. You just see whatever you see and you assume you yeah, don't. Yeah, and I make jokes about it. And you do. Yeah. But you don't know what I did to get that. Like well, you don't uh, know what I had to sacrifice what to I, get Yeah, I don't know I'm the at. sacrifice, mm-hmm. but it, I think that anybody that I know that has money has absolutely busted their ass And I would consider it. myself not someone who has money. Well, yeah, but, but I mean, that doesn't that a sliding scale? It's all perspective. Yeah, that's what I mean. It, it's going right. to change. So, but well, from I'll my ask perspective, you a serious question: yeah. Would you consider me as somebody who has money? Uh, You're not going to offend me if you say either way. Well, um, I I have to say yes, and that's only because compared to me, okay, I know that compared you have to your situation. you have more liquid funds available. That that your life is, and I mean, like I, I can look at the side of the house. I can see how it is furnished. Like there's, you're not missing any holes that I would assume that it's hollow. So I would definitely say that you're somebody that has money. Now, I don't think that you're somebody that's going to go out and buy a Lamborghini. 
And no. I don't just mean because you're stupid. I don't, not to be a dick. I don't think no. you could afford it, at least not reasonably. No, and I wouldn't want to. Exactly. So, but, but I, and it's also harder for me because I know, well, I maybe, know multiple you know, maybe people. Maybe I can afford it, but I know, kidding. I know a couple totally people kidding. that have like that next level money, even from you, like the jump from me to mm-hmm. you, from you to mm-hmm. them, if not more. Mm-hmm. And they're just as, it almost seems a little unfair to you because they're just as hardworking. Like they're, that, that's what I see is I see people. I think the misconception out there is that if you see people with money, and they have money that they, you know, and they have money that they're kind of, you know, they're passing it around, they're spending a lot of it, that they have a lot of money. And I think it's the exact opposite. The people who have a lot of money, you'd never know it. I think it's like the, the guy at the end of the craps table in Vegas in a dirty T-shirt. He's got the more one that's money got than the money. anybody. <laughs> that's the God's honest truth. Yeah, I, I He's got more money than anybody. I think that holds true, but I think it depends on the company. Like there are people that you're right, you're going to you're gonna have clean clothes on. But that's it, you know. You're mm-hmm. not you're not flaunting anything. But how quick are you if you're not teaching your daughter something about life? How quick are you to pull something out to make her happy? So here's when I think you get comfortable when you don't have to think about making a purchase and how it affects your week to week money coming in and can I pay my bills? Yeah, I'm not there yet. Would I? Would that be a, sta- a fair? That's statement? fair. Yeah, because right? but but I'm approaching that. So when you get to that point, okay. So and but so what's the purchase? Is it fifty dollars? Is it a hundred dollars? That's a lot. So, so here's here's where I thought I was getting comfortable. When I can go out and make a thousand dollar purchase and it doesn't affect my lifestyle week to week, I'm comfortable. Yeah, that's that you just describing that rings stress in me, and I I've basically told you my finances, mm-hmm. you know, and uh and but I mean. That's that's why because I I don't have that and I've never had that and I've got I've also but you've got seventeen years to get to where I am. That's true, but I, and I also have done something to myself that was unintentional. I base I don't want to say I cut myself off, but by moving to a different state from my home state, it is just my wife and I, and the connection. I say that when my dad's helped us out tons of times, we mm-hmm. wouldn't have we wouldn't have heat. Everybody's in our house. family's helped. Yeah, but what out. I mean, but what I mean is, I wouldn't have heat in my house if it wasn't for my dad. So I don't want to say that without bringing that up. But by removing myself unintentionally, uh, I have forced myself and my wife for us to learn to do this. We've had because it was sink or swim. Like it was, we were going to ruin ourselves, have to go back and figure out our lives and be stuck being Anderson, Indiana people for the rest of our lives, or we're going to have to make it work. And that's great what we've name done. for a town, by the way. It's, I know you love it. But it's uh, it, you wouldn't love it if you go. <laughs> I say that as I just said a great name. I know. For the time. I, I never wanted great. to leave my hometown, but I got stuck into it. We but, had we talked about that in previous episodes. But but making it and doing this just to see where this could go, the the future path. Are you giving me hints? No. Okay. Just to see where this is going to go for us with, between her starting her business and me having this one hurdle away from starting a rental company. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. It's. It feels good that I'm that close. But you'd still have to work when you do that. Absolutely. Yeah. But here's the thing. And you'd want to. Yeah. Unless I have like something ridiculous, like 15 plus properties, to where like it would require me to quit. Mm. And that's another thing too. Getting uh, some form of passive, you know, quote unquote income. That's not really what it is. It's still a part time job. I know that when I buy my first property, I'm asking for more work for myself. But it's that return to make two, four, six, eight hundred extra dollars a month that I wasn't making. Well, the thing you have going for you is you work really hard. Your wife works really hard. Just by working hard, by the way, that's not an indicator that you're going to succeed. People, no, a lot of people not. work really hard and don't make a lot of money. And it's very right? unfortunate. Okay, it's what you do with your time. That's so, why you got to have that support structure with family and friends. We talk about this on the business podcast. We talk about um, you, you're one of two things. If you're an employee, you trade time for money. for money as an entrepreneur, you trade money 
for time. time. Yeah. If you think about it. If in it pays sense, off. Right. If you think about it in that sense, if you're an employee and you're trading your time for money, that's a finite thing every week, every month, every year, whatever you're going, I'm willing to give up X amount of time for X amount of money. And it's a contract. Yeah. Right. It's a social con. It's a, it's a, it's a, sometimes it's a, it's a real contract. contract. Yeah. Right. As an entrepreneur, it's unlimited. You, you it's not a finite number of money, uh, amount of money, but as a, as, as it's an, a an entrepreneur, you're putting more money into the business. So you're trading your time, you're trading your money and your resources for later in life to have the time to enjoy it. Whereas the people who are doing it the opposite never seem to get off the hamster wheel and enjoy their life or and, and then their it causes time. people who feel defeated to find a way off the hamster wheel Correct. and then they get all the extra assistance that mm-hmm. they could still supply or they think that they're born into a situation that they're never going to succeed and they don't see so the one thing that i think you said that was really telling was i didn't realize what you meant by and then i, I explained to you how i got to where i am yeah you never really saw it until now yeah, right. Because I couldn't. It was so Correct. far out of my view that I couldn't perceive right. what it, that it meant. It was over the horizon. It was on the yep. back end of the horizon. You couldn't see it. Now that you're at that peak, I can imagine what's hill, just beyond it. Essentially, it's your first hill. Right? Yeah, I've climbed many hills to get to the point where I'm at. It's, it's a long, hard climb. <laughs> it's yeah. a long, hard climb. But you see the climb that it takes just to get to that first one. Now you're. Now you're going to be on the back. I know end of there's it. another one. You got another one coming up. Yep. You're going to have to work just as hard to get up that next hill as well. And it's about. I don't it's, think some people see creative. the hill, right? They just see darkness and they don't know where or how to get out of their situation. Which the situation is so dire that they just don't know. Not to climb the hill. Sure, it that's, could be laziness. That's like reverse. Dis- that's like reverse. Uh, uh, not discrimination. It's reverse. Uh, negative for me. To see like people not even try it, and quite honestly, when people say, "If I could just get fifteen dollars an hour as a minimum wage, I think it's going to solve my problem," and my my comment all the time is, "It's not the fifteen dollars an hour that's keeping you from your goals." Well, and or whatever money you think you're going to get, because by the right, way, well, if you're making thirty, we're in such a weird you want time. forty. We're in such a weird time right now that there are people that had really good paying jobs and they want a job at McDonald's right now because they don't have one. You know, and mm-hmm. and when I see a situation like that, even though I know how destructive an increase of minimum wage is uh, on the economy, sure. I'm kind of like, well, we do need to help these people. But it's we, I don't know. That, that's, right. That's but a whole. What people don't realize though is when you want when you're making thirty grand a year, you want forty. When you're yeah. making forty, you want fifty. I can't tell you how many times when I was making forty, man, if I could just if I could just make a hundred grand. Well, that's that going right past your means. Uh, when uh, I had a moment, I've, I've not received a noticeable raise in a few years. Um, but one day, about two years ago, instead of getting upset that I didn't have a raise coming, I started appreciating that I have a paycheck. Mm-hmm. I started appreciating that I have money coming in. And then it became, how do I stretch this Appreciate dollar? Appreciate what you have now, not what you want. Well, yeah, and it, it became, how do I stretch this dollar versus how do I make another one? It, but that came right after. Mm-hmm. You know, it was... So the mindset for you then, which you're getting into now, and again... I, I'm I right back now into how do I make I, more money. Right, so I don't <laughs> want to get into a business podcast, which yeah. this really isn't, but... It's conversations about nothing. It's, right, so, it's really awkwardly about, about me right now. So it's conversation about everything. Really. Yeah. Nothing means everything. So conversation about everything. So we can talk about anything we want. Well, we're trying and to I talk think, about the stimulus. I think, really, about I think this really helps people because 
So what you really have to think about is, what do I have to do to get to that next level? Yep. Right? So what, and I always, it's I, the always hill. I always phrase it this way, what are you willing to sacrifice to make, to achieve your goals? That's if really you're willing to, to sacrifice just about anything to achieve your goals, you're on the right path. You're in the right mindset. Most people, the problem with most people is they're not willing to sacrifice anything and they want the next thing. See, and I go somewhere super dark when you said that. Like I start thinking like, I'm not going to sacrifice my kids. I'm not going to sacrifice my marriage. Uh, which I do it. I know, I know, but they do it then when it's wrong. And that's the thing. I'm, I'm not going to sacrifice those things, but I shouldn't have those, to. Those go, we go back to choices. Yeah. Right. So we talked about in a previous podcast about how the girl said, Hey, I'm, you know, I, I only make $36,000 a Choosing year to live where and you I'm live. living in LA and I'm living by myself. Well, life's full of choices. Yep. And so since it's full of choices, you're choosing not to make the sacrifices then to get to the next level. I think lacking the, lacking the uh, self-awareness to reflect upon your choices to make the appropriate adjustment. Like, obviously, for me anyway, it is not an option to not raise my children. It's not an option to not be with my wife. So now that I've made those choices, I accept them. Now what choices How are... How do you get to the next level? With those Making with those, those decisions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Uh, which is which is not a bad thing. It's it's a new challenge. And I think the issue is, is people don't like challenges anymore. People are afraid of change. People are afraid of hard work. And people are afraid to challenge themselves. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons for, for all the hostility. I use this guy's name all the time because I watch a lot of his stuff. And I've been following him for a while. And anybody who um, knows anything about business knows or, or marketing knows a guy named Vic, Gary Vaynerchuk. He says, what you're... What are you willing to do between the hours of like let's call it seven and twelve? Or yes. five and ten. Seven PM to midnight. Right. Seven PM to midnight. What are you willing to do to work on the next thing that you need to do to get you to the next level? Because what most people do They're watching is TV. they come home from work at five thirty, six o'clock, they have dinner, and then they sit down and they do absolutely nothing for three hours They're not and then they go to bed. Anything. And I, that's correct. I have very recently, the last like week, realized that exact problem because I I'll call it what it is. I have a video game addiction. But it's mm -hmm. the, I have a food addiction. But you're trading your you're trading your ability to get to the next level for your video game time. And and that's that is something that I'm realizing and trying to figure out how do I balance that with still being happy. Like I have to find the value of making myself happy in that reinvestment while causing the sacrifice. But in a weird way, it's like I feel like if I let go of one, I'm not going to be the same person I was. Is that just the addiction? Is that just a crutch? Am I really trying to hold on to who I am? Am I trying not to grow up? Well, I'm going to go a little deeper for you. Oh, great. Is your video gaming addiction an escape from your reality? Meaning you're maybe not the happiest you could be. You are now. Like yeah. Today you are. But let's say it was Way six back months then. ago. Okay. You're using video games as an escape from I'm not happy with where I am or my life or you whatever. Know, and I, it's, it makes you happy, so you do more of what makes you happy I think versus that's, addressing the problem. I think that's fair to say as far as it being an escape, but not with such a negative condensation. The prop condensation, not the right word. Con con connotation. Whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, I, it could because it feels like I play my video games because of how fun they are it's sure. an, it's an addiction since you re, you receive dopamine it makes you rewards. feel good um and that is arguably escape in the same way that people knit people uh watch tv it is that type of escape because i didn't used to play video games as like a celebration it was a well i don't have anything to do right now and i don't want to go to sleep so this is what I'm going to mm -hmm. do, but especially. But that's really my point, right? So what you instead just of, talked about instead is of doing 12, that, investing instead in of something going, else. you know what? I want to get here, 
So I'm going to start something that I can do between the hours of 7 and 12, whether it's an online store or, you know, an Amazon, you know, direct-to-ship business or whatever it is. I'm going to do that, and I'm going to work on that for five hours a day, or I'm going to take half that time and work on it for two and a half hours a day and then to play two and a half hours of video games yeah, instead of five hours. that's what I've been doing. I actually... And that's where you get to your goal. It I, may take you a little longer. I invested $25 in the stock market, mm. but I actually, in a week and a half, have turned $25 into 41 There you go. Just by using penny stocks and taking a few hours, my my YouTube videos are shifting from like what I can do on my game Arc. And to now you're getting to the point to where you're going to start learning how to make more money and then use that money as a tool to make more money. Yeah, right. But see, I I still maybe it's because I'm still so far back. I just I, hit the button. That was my foot. That's I, I was like, where did I did go? Did you mute me? I know oh. I muted myself. Oh, that's better for everyone, really. And <laughs> it's, it, it's just, it's fine. I don't even know what I was saying. You hit the button, you ruined everything. That's okay. We got to get it anyway. Oh, that's perfect. See you next time. Bye. Bye.